Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm And I'm And today we got an episode for you. Has Donald Trump had a threesome? I know. It's really gross to think about. I'm so sorry for making your mind do that. But he has, supposedly. Most definitely. Truth is, <laughs> a man who's cheated on all three of his wives and likes to hang out with a certain... Uh, type of woman, shall we say, has uh, large desires and the money to achieve things that maybe uh, he wouldn't be able to get through his charming personality. I did a bit of research and I found out that one mob boss, this guy who ran like a high-end brothel in New York, claims to have filmed Donald Trump having a threesome with one of the prostitutes slash porn stars on his payroll. And I guess they actually caught this on camera. They said they had cameras in the rooms to make sure the girls don't get roughed up. Oddly enough, the footage is gone, it's completely disappeared, so I don't know if that's true or not, we'll see. I know when I released my book, there was a lot of troubles with trying to make sure things weren't slanderous. If you say something bad about someone, whether it's true or not, like if you just talk about their sex life, they can sue you. So I think for the most part, even if it was true, this guy probably doesn't want to get sued, so he doesn't want to put his name behind it, he doesn't want to make it super official, but... Well, and especially by someone like Trump who has such a big team of, uh... <clears throat> kind of shady lawyers behind him who make things happen that maybe otherwise wouldn't happen. That's definitely not someone I would personally want to uh, try and go up against. But the whole deal when his personal lawyer paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels for the affair they had with Melania only a year after they were married. So he has had multiple affairs, at least like publicly known. And then there's all the other ones. So what it comes down to is a man with this type of a sexual appetite 
and the money to pay for such services and then the lawyers to then hide such services has definitely had some, uh, some freaky shit going on. There's also a book called All the President's Women. It's just about a sex life. I guess the White House press secretary denied all the allegations and said the book was trash. But you never know, there could be an ounce of truth to it. Trump's press secretary's trash. We're not making this political, but it is. So we have one friend who's extremely wealthy, like upper echelon, top 1%, 1% of the 1%. He's insanely wealthy. And he was telling us that in Hong Kong, they have this massive apartment building. And we know the name of this apartment building, but we're not going to tell you. Well, we are going to tell you, but we'll get to that at the end. But anyway, so there's this massive apartment building, and I guess it's eight stories tall. And you just go around, and you can knock on any of the doors, and a girl will answer the door, and you can just go in and have sex with her. Well, you don't just go in and have sex with this person, but as the rumor goes, um, every floor of this building has a different ethnicity of girls. So some of them are Mongolian, and some of them are French, and some of them are Russian, and some of them are African. Um, and I don't know if that's true or not. I have not been there myself, but it would make sense to me that in a place like Hong Kong, where there are people who have a lot of money to spend on very um, eccentric services, or who have very particular tastes in food and wine and cars and women, that such an establishment would exist where they can go in and meet whatever fantasies they may be having. Um, and I picture the Trump uh, himself might be the person who would visit such places. Uh, apparently, you can also pay for multiple services where like multiple girls in one room or, you know, one area of a floor would all be just like dominatrix and leather people. And So the cost to have a girl for an hour is roughly $50, which is crazy. Our friend has been to this place many times, and he said that the girls that are Russian and super beautiful, they just lie there and they starfish. But the girls who are Chinese or Mongolian, they like go super hard and they ride and whatever else. This is his life, <laughs> not mine. <laughs> what it comes down to is the kind of rule of life that tends to be true everywhere, which is really pretty girls tend to not put in as much effort because in their minds, just being there and existing in front of you is their gift. So they just lie there and go, take me putting in no work um, and on the flip side of that girls who maybe don't have as much going for them in the looks department have like way better personalities and they put in a lot more like heart or other things um, to make up for it so apparently you know depending on what floor you go to you might have better looks but worse service yeah and I guess they change the girls every two weeks as well completely refresh it so that's just one establishment that we've heard of <laughs> And I'm sure this place is like this all over the world. I guess they had one in New York too. But these are the places that someone who is extremely wealthy and wants to keep things discreet might go. I have this question that I ask everyone that I meet, or almost everyone. It's, what would you do if you had $10 million? And there's only been twice now that I've asked someone and they've been like, I have that. And our friend that told us these stories, he was one of those guys. Another thing I want to note is that actually in Hong Kong, prostitution is legal. So this isn't like a completely undercover organization. This is something that's in the open for the most part. And you would hope that in parts of the world where prostitution is legal, that these girls have more legal protection and services available to them. So again, I haven't been there myself, but it sounded like this was a more reputable establishment. This wasn't just like a bunch of random human trafficking victims like in some shady apartment building. It's apparently in a very well-known part of town in a nice building and these are like upper end escorts. I know the price sounds really cheap. I don't know if that's just for like basic services. I don't know what the whole pricing is. Uh, yeah. But in places in the world where prostitution is legal, the girls tend to be taken care of better. Yeah, in Australia, prostitution is legal. That's where I grew up. 
And one of my friends, he actually had his first blowjob, but she got paid $200 for one blowjob, which is actually pretty decent money. And the establishments in Australia are really classy. They have gyms, they really take good care of their girls, they pay them right. I hope it was worth it. $200. Do you know how much chocolate you could buy for $200? I mean, like, I don't have a dick, but if I could choose between getting my dick sucked or $200 worth of chocolate, do you know how many dogs you could buy for, like, puppies? I'm just saying. Weed? Just, just saying. Okay. I hope you liked it. I hope it was memorable. So there's something interesting that I read as well this week, and it was that 66% of rich millennials, which are age 21 to 36, agree rich. that the person earning more money in the relationship has more power in the relationship, which is something that I tend to believe. Do yeah, believe of course, of course. But what's interesting is that only 37% of Gen Xers believe that, and only 29% of baby boomers. So the older the generations get, they believe that money doesn't influence the relationship as much. I feel like part of that has to do with the age that our parents grew up in where it was more acceptable for women to stay at home and the men were the providers and they kind of had different roles in the relationship so the money was kind of a given. Like obviously your husband is the one who gives you the money to get all the groceries. Like I'm not saying that women couldn't work but it was just a lot more standard that as soon as you had children you would stay home. Um, and now that's not as much the case, which is why I think who has more money can almost exactly equal who has more power and more freedom in a relationship, right? Like, it, it sucks to say it like that, but it's just, it's true. I think it really depends on culture as well. I feel like in the American culture, we really prioritize money and how well off you are and being of a high social standard, but I don't think that in every country it's that same way. I know in some poor countries, there are different facets to a relationship and different things that people find valuable in a relationship. Like, But would you not still say someone who has the same personality traits, who has a lot more money, is still going to have way better options and opportunities in life than someone who doesn't? Like, just as an example, I'm not saying that this is true about all Russian girls, but I've met a lot of Russian girls here in Bali whose number one goal in life is to find a rich husband. It doesn't matter if he's twice their age, it doesn't matter if he looks like a troll or if he's not even that nice. What they care about, as they've told me, is that love fades, but money doesn't. Uh, and I'm not sure if that's true in principle, but they definitely believe that, where why would you marry a young hot guy that you love when you might be poor someday, when you could just marry an old rich guy who will die and give you all his money? And I was like, that's definitely not the way my brain works, but I see where you're coming from. And where that leads is that I have never met a really beautiful Russian girl who is dating a guy who is poorer than she is. If you know someone, let me know, because I just want to like see if there's any cracks in this logic. But every pretty Russian girl I know is dating a guy who's quite a bit older and has the monies. So the only counter example I have to that is that here in they say that you're not supposed to have sex until you're married, which I've talked to a couple of different people and some people are like, no, that's bullshit. Everyone has sex before they're married. We know some older couples who have definitely only been with each other. And they have like really beautiful relationships, but I feel like with them, the money is definitely split. And since they're married, even if they made more money, half of their money is their wives anyway, if they divorce. So in those circumstances where money really isn't part of the relationship, it's like whoever's making the most money, it doesn't really matter in that situation. It's just like everything you make is shared. So I think that's the only time where money might not influence a relationship as much. Yeah, I guess there's that cultural thing too, where for them, the couple we're thinking about are like in their 50s. Um, and I think they got married when they were like 18 or 19 and they've only ever been together. And there is no option for them 
to get divorced. That's not a thing they do in their culture. That would never even cross their minds. It doesn't matter what happens. They are together for life. And they work the same job together the same hours every day. So it's not like one of them actually does have more power in that relationship. But I imagine, right, like even if she stayed at home with six kids and he worked all day, he's never going to cheat on her. He's not going anywhere. Like that money doesn't allow for anything else. And also they're not rich, which I think does put you in a different category, right? He's not going on business trips to Spain on the weekend. He's not like having these big yacht parties. Like they live in a small house together all the time. Like they're not sneaking off. Um, and I think that again ties back to what I was saying about Trump, right? When people have money, they have more opportunities for good and for bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think money ever changes who you are. It just exaggerates who you are. So if you're a caring, giving person, you'll start a bunch of charities. But on the other hand, if you're just a dick of a person and you're really selfish all the time, that's going to be exaggerated too. So does money give you more power? Inherently, I think it does in life, in relationships, in what you're able to do with your time. But I don't necessarily think it has to be a problem in the relationship as long as both people are willing to work together and respect each other, which <coughs> Trump doesn't. I guess the summary of this episode is that has Donald Trump had a threesome? Most likely, yes. He definitely has the power and the money to make one happen if he wanted to. And he or could a morsome, a fivesome, a sixsome, a whateversome. Yeah. And before he was president, he was an extremely rich real estate mogul. He definitely had the means to make that happen. It was around enough pretty girls. Yeah, well, men who go around grabbing women by the pussies clearly uh, grab things, whether they're theirs to take or not. But generally speaking, when you throw a couple hundred thousand dollars at problems, they tend to go away. Yeah. They also say that threesomes are the most common fantasy in America and Australia and a lot of other countries too. So I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, so assuming he has normal human desires, has the money to make things happen, and lots of women around him who are seeking the money, things happen. So as always, thank you guys for listening. We love hearing from you on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. As always, I try and get back to you guys as quickly as possible to answer all of the goody-goody questions. And thank you guys for listening. Yep. Yep.